All right, everybody, welcome to the IBU podcast. We're glad that you're tuning in. Um, uh, if you have watched Facebook and uh, have seen my post from yesterday and stuff, uh, you probably know what this episode is about. Um, it's hard to come on here and actually do talk about this type of stuff, but um, me and James are just here to give out our truths and tell nothing but the truth. Uh, I am going to tell about a little bit of stuff that um, I feel like I could have worked on a little bit better, but um, we are definitely going to give out the truth. Uh, there were some accusations and lies that were put on our name that I am fully um, aware of and I feel very disrespected in multiple ways. Um, I want to say this first off that I'm not going to say any church names. I'm not going to say anybody's personal name, but we are going to insinuate um, uh, who we're refer referring to uh, for the sake of their protection and image um, that they care so highly about. And so <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to be a little petty today, So, uh, but they care so highly about. So we're just going to be honest. We're going to be open and truthful. I'm going to let James start off if that's okay with you, James. You want to start off? Or you want me to start off? You, you got you got the long story. Mine is short. Yeah, well, obviously. Okay. Well, <clears throat> uh, this is uh, basically for our former church. Uh, this will be uploaded on Spotify. This will be uploaded on all social media platforms. It also will be uploaded on Facebook, too. Uh, but this is our statement to our former church. Um about our uh, last episode and how this podcast all begun, uh, well, begun or began. It don't really matter. They know well, what you mean. Okay. They know what you mean. All right. All right. Sorry about my English, but um, I do. And please pray for me. You know, I'm just getting off work. I got off super late today. So, uh, well, some of y'all pray for me, not everybody, because, you know, we're going we're gonna to be getting down to the nitty gritty tonight. Um, but um, uh, basically, I just want to say that we... Um, um, we're gonna we're gonna start telling our, our truth and telling our side of the story of everything that has happened and some of the accusations that were claimed put on my name personally and, uh, and some of the insinuations and the stuff that was done that was very very disrespectful and poorly represented. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm about to get into it. Um, as starting off, I'm gonna transition this to this post right here. Uh, and I'm gonna let y'all see just for a couple minutes. If y'all want to pause the video and read it yourself, y'all can. Um, but uh, I just want to talk about this post. This post is is basically how everything began. It's basically how everything was started. Um, this is how this podcast came in the works of existing. It was because of that post. Um, basically, this post talks a lot about uh, where I say I'm tired of fighting uh, racial prejudiceness and discrimination inside the IFB. Uh, inside the IFB church. Uh, mind you, I never said my home church name. I never said a Pacific name, um, but I have addressed some of these issues um, on uh, this, uh, this post. I talked about how I was in IFB church for over 16 years and seeing people of my color come and go. That is true. Okay, but I do want to make this clear before um, as I am talking about this. Um, I did clarify in a video um, after making this post because I got a lot of backlash on it. And I clarified, and James, you remember <laughs> the video? I clarified and I say, you know, I'm nowhere near calling saying my pastor's racist. I'm not saying my church is racist. Uh, I'm not saying that my church as a whole is prejudiced. Now, there are some prejudiced people. 
Okay, there's prejudiced people in every in probably in every single church in some sort of way. Uh, I do believe there's a lot of ignorance when it comes down to racial prejudiceness. It's the truth, but I also believe there's actually willful uh, willful ignorance. People know it's there, but they choose not to see it. Okay, so. I just want to make that clear, and I don't know how many times I had to clarify when I made this post, but I made it and I clarified it, what I was trying to put push across. Uh, I will admit, and I will be honest here, like I said, I'm going to tell the truth, nothing but the truth. I will admit, I could have worded stuff a lot better in this post. It could have been worded a lot better. It could have been phrased a lot better. Uh, it could have. And so I'm going to admit up to that. we got to get changed in there we go. No more needs to start playing. <laughs> oh, well. There we go. Yeah, that looks fun. Yeah. So, so we, so basically, I worded everything. I could have worded the stuff a lot better. I will admit to, to that. That's why I clarified what I was trying to put across and what I was trying to say. But still, people got offended. Now, it wasn't that many people that got offended. I will be honest with you. It was probably like two or three people that got offended and saw it. Okay. But now I'm going to go to the post that was before this one. Now, if you pause the video, uh, this, th that post was made on December 15, 2020. December 15, 2020. All right? So I'm about to transition. I, I want to apologize right fast to like all our audio podcast listeners. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry y'all can't see these posts. Uh, catch us on Facebook, though. Yeah. It's going to be on Facebook and it's going to be on YouTube. I have not uploaded the last uh, update video on YouTube, but it will be on YouTube if you want to watch it. Um, um, but this post was talked about a Black Lives Matter. This is where me and James had our disagreements. Yeah. And uh, this was right before we got reconnected. Yeah, it was yeah. literally like maybe two, three weeks before we got reconnected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, it was basically around in 2020, we all know about a lot of stuff that went on with COVID-19, uh, the big old pandemic went on. Well, this was before the pandemic. No, this is after the pandemic started around March is when they started shutting everything down. Huh. Well, so this was going on through the pandemic. Uh, but also we have heard the killing of George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd. And um, now this is where I was naive and ignorant. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I was naive and ignorant. And um, I'm going to read this post. It says, I'm proud to be a black American, but when it comes down to the Black Lives Matter movement, movement, I do not support it. Here's the reason why. We look at the white on black crime. Yes, it, we are, it is wrong. We can all agree. But what about the black on black, um, black, on black crime that never brought, that's never brought up? Yes, the black lives matter, but what about the black on white crime? Uh, the black on white crime that is never brought up and protested against. Yes, Black Lives Matter, but what about the thousands of babies being killed? This movement has gone from peace to violence to now hurting uh, our own skin color. At the end of the day, we can get mad at a white man killing a black man, but we kill each other. At the end of the day, we get uh, we get mad when a white man calls us the N-word, but we uh, we say it to each other. I believe he would be, which I was referring to George Floyd, he would be uh, disappointed of how people are tuning, uh, how people are turning his death into self-gain. I understand people may give me hate. It's not the first time, but this came from my heart. May God help us. I'm disgusted, sad, and angry to this to see this happen this past week. 
Now, the reason why I, I, I showed this post, and here's the reason why. I had a, got a lot of support from my former church. I got a lot of support from the IFB. Now, here's where I was naive. Little did I know that the IFB was using this post as a, a crunch to use a black person as a token to push their own agenda across. Can we agree on that in some way? For some people, absolutely. Yes, for some people, I'm not going to say everybody, but for some people, they were using it as their own personal agenda. It's just like if you use Candace Owen to push your own personal agenda <laughs> across, knowing that Candace Owens is not for the black community. I just have to say that. <laughs> just like you would push um, that governor in North Carolina, which he's a good man. I don't get me wrong, he's a good man, but in some ways he do push... Uh, the personal agenda such as the white people's agenda across you know uh, such as he pushed uh, more of the agenda that y'all uphold to across more than he would push for the black community now he has done things for the black community I will give y'all that okay um, so that was the reason why uh, so I look at that post and I look back at it uh, some of those things are true but I was naive because I've been around a culture that has basically pushed that type of environment around for so many years in my life. And that's the truth. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Um, and some of y'all may have turned off this video by now, but we're going to get into the nitty gritty. But the post from December 5th, was it December 5th? I think it was December 20th. Yeah, December, yeah, December 15th. 15th. December 15th. That post was made. And that's where I got heat from my from people from the IFB. Uh, the <clears> post <throat> that was made about yes, Black Lives Matter. I got heat from the Black community, and I got I didn't get heat from the IFB because it did not promote what um, I'm getting mixed up. I didn't get heat from the last, the first one that I read, the the one the post I read that was in June. I didn't get heat from the IFB, but I got heat from my own black, from the black community, and I got death threats too. Just to let y'all know, but <laughs> I got that because like a lot of people were mad and heated. Um, but from this post that was on December fifteenth, that's where I got backlash from a handful of people inside the IFB, and um. um that's where we get to the part where this is where it's going to hit home with the former church that I attended. Uh, when I was attending my former church, uh, when I made that post, a lot of people, uh, the person that took it offensive, took, got offended by it, and by it was uh, the person that led me to Christ over 17 years ago. He got offended and he posted on that social media post and said you should have talked to the leadership first before you uh, made that post on social media. And so, which I didn't see anything wrong with the post, except, but like I said, I could have worded stuff a lot better, and that's why I clarified it in a video, okay, to clean up, you know, the stuff that I misworded, the stuff that could have been worded in a better way instead of being so vogue and so blunt. Uh, it could have been worded a better way. And Witchy, James, we could agree. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Yes. So I, I, I did admit up to that, and I clarified in the video and said that my former church is nowhere near racist. I said uh, my pastor is nowhere near racist. I said now there are some prejudiced people that are inside the church. I said and there are some ignorant people that are inside the church, and there are some willful ignorant people that are inside the church that choose to see this stuff but choose not to do anything about it. They choose to stay in lack and knowledge in that area. Okay. So, uh, he got offended, and he said, I should have came to leadership and stuff like that. I didn't see anything wrong with I didn't get why I needed to come to leadership. The one thing I do respect that he did, he messaged me privately and said, hey, can we have a cup of coffee and sit down and talk about your post? I said, yes, we can. We went to a coffee shop, and we sat down and talked about it. We agreed to disagree on that post. Okay, um, he had his viewpoints, and that was biased toward my viewpoints, and so, um, uh, and so we we agreed to disagree. I thought we left off on good terms after that. Well, that previous that afternoon, I went to work, and I I, I know I made another post. And he messaged me and said, hey, can we talk and have a meet another meeting? I forgot to let you know about some things inside that um, I forgot to tell you something that that we need to go over um, that um, just briefly uh, in a meeting. <laughs> and so I said, OK, I said, all right. I said, what is it about? He said, well, it's just something that we need to talk about. And then the main thing I'm talking I'm thinking about is like. Am I going to lose my ministry or what is it and stuff? Because he did insinuate. And when we said that at the coffee shop, I continue to make posts that are insensitive or something like that. He was going to take me out of ministry. Well, you know, it kind of like put me kind of in the fearful and what you call it, a fear, fear mode, I guess. I'll put it that way, in a fear mode. And so, um, so whenever I... So I said, okay, I'll meet you in that meeting. I'll have a meeting with you and stuff like that. So uh, he said, can you meet me Saturday morning? So I said, okay, I'll meet you Saturday morning. I went up there Saturday morning. No, was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday. I was out on that was so long ago. Either it was Friday or Saturday. No, it was Friday. It had to be Friday. It was on a Friday. So I, I believe I, no, it was not. No, yes, it was because I was still working in the afternoon. So, yeah, it was a Friday. Uh, he met me on a Friday and told me that I need to make. Um, so I went inside the meeting and I sat down with him. And he said, well, brother, you know, me and the, which he, who was my former pastor, they sat down and talked and said, if I did not make a public apology on social media, that I would no longer be in ministry. They were going to strip me from bus ministry and they were going to strip me from uh, running a ministry that was junior church. And so I said, okay. I said, well, I feel like that is self-righteous. And I feel like that is caring more about the image of the church than caring about the problem at hand. That's what I said. And he said, well, it is what it is. So are you going to do it? I said, okay, fine. I'll do it. So I left that meeting very ticked off, very furious about the situation. I didn't show any emotion, but I was very furious that I would have to make a public apology for offensive posts on social media uh, on social media and let me tell you this this wasn't anything that happened to do with doctrine this had nothing to do with the bible that i still read out of the kjv bible it was king i'm staying king james only this had nothing to do with baptist doctrine this had nothing to do with the baptist distinctive or the fundamentals of the faith this had nothing to do with that but this had something to do with offensive posts or an insensitive post on social media that they didn't like 
that's what it was really about more than anything so at that point I end up uh, calling people um, trying to get counsel trying to get advice because at this point I felt like I couldn't go up to them about anything so the next day well no actually I didn't go and get counsel or advice yet so I, I was furious and I went to work and upset so I, I went home that Friday night <laughs> and I wake up in the morning now, if people know me, such as James and other people that are at my former church, they know, if they know me personally, I when I wake up, don't call me in the morning. Don't text me in the morning. If Especially if it's somebody, don't text me, don't call me in the morning. I am grumpy and grouchy in the morning. That's just how I wake up. I wake up grouchy and grumpy. And so, I wake up in the morning and I see a text. And this text said, hey brother, just want to let you know this has to be done at 10 o'clock at night before I go to sleep and then gave me three things that I, I needed to apologize for and he said remember it needs to be done by this time at 10 o'clock so at this point I'm getting told what time I need to make an apology and I'm getting told what I need to say in the apology and I was furious and so I commented back and replied I said I'm not your dog and I'm not your puppet I said, I said, I'll get it done. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, I'll get it done. Okay. So that's when I started getting counsel and advice from people. Because at this point, I did not trust anybody. I couldn't go up to my former pastor. I couldn't go up to him. Because at this point, it's like I'm stuck. I'm, a, I'm stuck in a rock in a hard place. So while I'm getting counsel and I'm getting advice from people on what I should do, and I asked them, I said, did the post look bad? Uh, did, did, did the sound bad? And, and the majority of people I talked to said, you know, I don't see anything wrong with the post. I don't see anything that you're trying to direct something toward the post. I don't see anything wrong. And the majority of these people I talked to were black. And they were an IFB. And they agree with me. They agree with the post. They even said that this stuff been going on for quite some time. They even told me some of their stories of what has happened inside the IFB. So this stuff is factual. Okay? So, they said, look, we don't see anything wrong with your pole. We feel that you, it's time that somebody calls this stuff out. Somebody shed light on these type of issues. We don't see anything wrong with it. I said, okay, good. So then, after that, um, after that, while I'm getting counseling advice from these people, um, I get phone calls from the guy who sent me this message, who was in leadership, and he's trying to call me stuff. But then he texts me and tells me, hey, we believe it's about time that, you know, we take you out of ministry until further notice. And so um, uh, we'll, we, we can sit down and have a meeting with you. And so we can talk about. Uh, what's going on? We don't know what's going on with you. We don't know what's changing now. Now when he said that I already knew what this was I'm out of the box I'm out of this box. I'm out of this bubble that they want me to stay in and A lot of people got to understand this when you jump out of a box that you've been Closed in for so long you jump out of it. You run out you run around like a like a hog like a wild hog <laughs> You just bugging everywhere just going all over the place you, you know, you, you know, you just, you just, I mean, I, I'm out, I'm out, where I'm supposed to go, where, what I'm supposed to say, what I'm supposed to do and stuff. You go all over the place. And so they want to put me back in this box. And so I sit down 
And uh, I said, well, you, and so when he told me I was out of ministry, I end up uh, telling him, well, I said, you make that meet as soon as possible. And he said, sure thing, brother. Thank, and I said, thank you. So he made that meeting sometime Monday or Tuesday. I believe it was either Monday or Tuesday. I still don't remember. Like, it was so couple months ago I just, I just don't remember like you know I remember everything that happened but I just don't remember so eventually we had that meeting it was either Monday or Tuesday morning and uh, to be honest with you the meeting went well it was not bad I'm not gonna lie like I said I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straightforward to the point I'm gonna be blunt I'm gonna be honest it wasn't bad um, I sat down with my former pastor I sat down with a guy that led me to Christ over 17 years ago and we sat down and talked and we, I hashed out my differences. I hashed out, and I, I, first thing I told him, I said, look, I don't like how the way you're blackmailing. <laughs> that was the first thing I said. I don't like how the way you're blackmailing. And my former pastor said, hey, you know, don't take it that way. We're just looking out for the image of the church, the image of the church. And I said, okay. And so we sit down and talk, and we go back and forth. And my former pastor told me, well, brother, you should have said it this way. I said, well, I clarified in my video. I made sure that you, I said that you were not racist, and I made sure that uh, I said that the church wasn't racist. I even made sure that you know not everybody inside the church are pre um, uh, are prejudiced. I said now there are some prejudiced people, and he shook his head and he did agree. There probably probably is so there are some prejudiced people inside the church. I said and I said there are some ignorant things. Uh, there are ignorance. Uh, there are it's some ignorance that when it comes down to this race thing inside the church, and he did agree on that too. Okay, he just told me. He said after that meeting, we left and we hugged it out and we left on good terms. And he said, "Look, he said just be careful what you say on social media." I said, "Understood." That's what I said. Understood. So <laughs> after that incident, I'm gonna be honest with you. We did leave off on good terms, but I was so shook and so. I'm, I was so shook and disappointed how the stuff, how the way it was handled. First hand, number one, here's the thing. Um, when I when we had that meeting, my former pastor said he didn't know what's going on. Um, what they have taught inside college, college is ethics, be ethical, and stuff like that. And one of the things that they would teach is that hey, if if there's something that's going on, get to both sides of the story. I felt in a way me getting taken out of ministry and only in him only hearing one side of the story that kind of bothered me a little bit because I felt like you didn't call me, you didn't text me. It's like you just heard one side of it and then ran with it and then took me out of ministry. So that kind of bothered me. Um, but other than that, the meeting went well. I will say that it did go well. But throughout those months after that incident, I dreaded coming to church. I was still in ministry, but I dreaded it. The main thing that happened to me going inside, waking up every Sunday, I always wondered, is my ministry going to get taken away? Because while all this stuff was going on, especially with the posts and stuff, that's when the podcast came in the works. Because I said, you know, since we, well, no, actually the podcast came in the works when we were uh, sitting outside talking to a group of people about, you know, the whole situation. And also we were talking about you know, one guy piped up and said, you should start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's how it started. He said, you should start a podcast. You know, this this is really a, a thing that you should have a podcast on because, you know, podcasts are used for controversial, sensitive stuff that you can talk on and just talk 
back and forth, give your buys opinion, give your statements and stuff like that. That was a podcast for. And so then the name came from my dear friend. I'm not going to say his name on here because I don't want him to say, uh, get him in any of the situation. But that's how the, we came up with the name Independent Baptist United Podcast. Um, but I prayed before we even started this podcast. And God really started putting on my heart that, you know, just because we can't talk about the stuff within the church, maybe we can have a podcast and, and express and like, you know, give our experience on some of these issues, such as racism, sexual abuse. I even had a, a pastor come on and talk about sexual abuse. And, and, and here's the thing. It, that pastor that came on, the first thing he asked me, he said, I would like to see one of your episodes. And we showed him the first episode that we put on, basically because we talked about sexual abuse right after we talked about the racism episode and I gave him the first episode and it was the history of racism he didn't have no problem with it he said okay I'll be glad to come on so that should tell you something that should tell you a lot a lot so um the podcast came in existence and I started praying out about who we should have on the podcast who would be good people that we can have some biased opinions and have some diversity because one person said we should have diversity on the podcast and wishing we got diversity we had a white boy on the podcast <laughs> but um we had that and so um that's how the podcast started coming together and i started praying about what we should talk about and stuff and god truly put it on my heart and i felt in a way if we have this podcast we can shed light on issues that normally is sensitive to be talked about it within the church that's normally covered up within the church that's normally just turn the blind eye within the church. Now, a lot of people say, well, sin is sin. You know, it, you know, you shouldn't pick out specific sin. Yes, I understand that. But still, these type of sins, when you talk about racism, especially in the independent form of Baptist, oh, it's like a pen to drop in the auditorium. They don't like talking about this stuff. I'm serious. They don't not they do not like talking about this stuff. When you talk about sexual abuse, Pastors and preachers, they they over there trying to cuff their ears because they don't like talking about it. They don't want to shed light on it. Because what, what it is, it's about the image and the appearance of the child that's going to look on the church. Can I tell you something? What has hurt more of the uh, what has hurt the cause of Christ more than anything is covering up issues. The IFB has covered up issues for decades about these type of issues that we have addressed already on the podcast and there's going to be more issues that we're going to address on the podcast so I'm just making that clear because I want people to understand that look we did this podcast not to hurt anybody not to bash anybody but we are here to shed light on issues call tell our experience of what we have been through on the sexual abuse I didn't really have anything to say because I never gone through those type of issues um I didn't really have anything to say on racism such as stuff I, that I did, I was aware of, and I talked about it, and I gave my points of views of the history of racism that went on in the Independent Baptist. But we had, if we were going to talk about the history of racism, we also had to talk about the culture in America of racism. So we did do that, and we we expressed ourselves. And we 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 talked about this stuff. And, and the reason why I'm going on, and this is going to probably be a long, uh, probably like an hour and a half podcast, just to let y'all know, because uh, we're really trying to give you details of everything of why we do this why we do this podcast, and for y'all to understand it. If you don't understand it after this, I don't know what to tell you. Either you're naive towards the towards the podcast, either you don't want to hear 
about the podcast. Either you want to see some of the stuff we talk about on this podcast, or you just choose to be willfully ignorant about the podcast. I hate to say it, but I'm being blunt like it is. Just saying it. So, so the podcast came together, and we gave our just first thing we got to talk about is the decision of why we did it. It was Black History Month. Because I, before I did this episode today, I listened to all the episodes on our podcast. All of them. James listened to all the episodes on our podcast. And I had to evaluate, did I say anything wrong on this podcast? Did I say anything that could hurt the cause of Christ on this podcast? And to be honest with you, I listened to every episode and we did it in a gracious, loving way. And we gave our scripture while we did it. So I don't get how anybody could have some sort of vendetta or some sort of issue or some sort of offense towards this podcast. Don't understand it. So after we started this podcast and stuff like that, the podcast went well. We started getting, I started getting views. And mind you, I started getting, this is where I kind of regret doing the one part is the followers that we mainly have on this podcast are mainly the followers that are from my friend group. From my friend group are people from the from my former church. And so that's how this stuff started getting out. Now, I think majority of them don't watch the podcast. Let's just be honest. Majority of them probably click on it for a little bit and then go and do something else. Um, but other than that, you know, I don't think majority watch the podcast. Now, I know there's some that probably listen to the podcast and stuff like that. So, I just want to make that clear on the podcast. Now, let me get back to the point after how I felt throughout the month. <clears throat> so, I felt a little bit better because on my social media, on my private profile, I am very controversial. I will admit it. I am very controversial on my Facebook personal profile, social media profile on Facebook. Very controversial. <laughs> James. Am I very controversial? Hey, I'm very controversial. But what kind of helped me is starting this podcast and just focusing the podcast, putting all my controversy on the podcast so I didn't have to hear any more backlash from my personal social media profile. Oh, be quiet. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. <laughs> we're going to get I'm sorry, there. I'm sorry, y'all. We're going to get there. I'm sorry. So, eventually, after that, uh, and please, it, it, please watch this whole podcast because this gives out our whole entire truth. This gives out their side and gives out my side and gives out word. And I'm going to give at the end, I'm going to give out what we could have done differently and how we could have handled things a little bit better um, especially after what they did but <clears throat> let's get back to it <laughs> but um, uh, so all my focus from controversy from my personal profile went to the podcast so at some period of time you didn't really see much controversy on my personal profile am I right or am I wrong or were there still controversy on there yeah, there was controversy he posted controversial stuff but no, most people didn't care it wasn't nothing too big. It was just it's certain topics that he touched on that made people get really upset. Yeah. 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 The reason why, because I'm, like I said, I'm being fully honest. I want y'all to understand I'm being honest. So, <clears throat> after that, um, my time at my former church, I dreaded coming to church because I was afraid that I was going to lose my ministry. I was afraid I was going to lose 
the bus ministry. I was afraid I was going to lose my my head leadership ministry because the reason why because I love bus kids. I grew up in the bus ministry, so to have something hanged over my head like that, it hurts. It really do hurt. And so after that, that kind of hanged over that was hanged over my head. I felt like anything I said on my personal profile, it was just going to be used against me, and they were going to try to kick me out of ministry. That's how bad it was. I actually got depressed and I dreaded coming to church. I felt like, like we talked about in our last episode, like I was back in the youth group again. You know, I'm doggone 21 years old and I'm being told you can't say this, you can't say that on your own personal social media profile. Just being honest. So eventually, um, heading into December, that's when I made well no we already touched that so after that uh, I made a post now this is where I messed up and I'm going to admit to it because like I said I'm going to be honest I'm going to tell where I did wrong I'm going to tell where they did wrong because I, here's the thing the difference between me and them I'm going to be fully honest with you I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat things I ain't going to sit here and tell you one side I'm going to tell the full truth and nothing but the truth I made a post on social media about over a month ago was over a month ago it had been over a month ago over a month ago i made a post on social media and i ain't gonna lie it was directed towards the person that hung ministry over my head and i said don't hang ministry over my head unless it has to do with the with bible i said that i ain't gonna lie i said it i said it i said it so then after that his wife <clears throat> goes on my social media feed on that post, on that comment, and comments. She takes the comment down and then screenshots it and posts it to me private and sends it to me privately. I read it and um, I was not pleased with the with the comment that she sent me. Um, I don't even remember fully everything what the comment said, but I wasn't pleased with it. And out of respect for him, I didn't like snap at her. I didn't go off on her because I feel like you ought to have respect for women. Um, I should let you know I'm not a woman, a woman shamer or women shaming and stuff like that. You know, I, I respect women. So I, out of respect for him and his wife, I did not say anything to her. I just said, uh, I will talk to, talk to him whenever I get off of work. That's all I said. So he told, he messaged me and said, Hey, we need to talk. And I said, about what? <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> about what? About your post. <laughs> and so he, so I said, okay. <laughs> so when I get off, I call him. And he, he butters it up. He makes it sound. He, he, he says, how's your day been? And how's everything going? And he said, well, brother, I want to talk to you about your post. And I said, what about it? He said, about what you said. Who are you referring to? I said, man. I ain't gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I, I was actually beating around the bush. But I'm gonna give you the reason why. I was like, man, stop worrying about it, man. Like I said, leave me alone, man. And stop, stop sitting here trying to trip about it. And he said, Well, brother, I'm just saying this stuff like this can hurt the cause of Christ. And I said, I said, and he said, he said it can hurt you in the long run. I said, What you mean it can hurt me in the long run? He said, Well, it can hurt your me. I said, Well, hold on. Last time I checked, I said, ain't y'all's ministry now. I said, I said, it's God's ministry. Mainly, I was not talking about the ministry I was in. I was talking about my future ministry. That's what he was trying to refer to, my future ministry. Or something like that. I'm trying to remember. Hold on, wait a minute. 
I don't want to get this all mixed up and be labeled as a liar or anything. Hold on, me. No, 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 no. It was about so basically. I said, I said, so what? I said, so what's going to happen? I said, I said, so it's going to hurt my future ministry or something. And he said, it could. It can hurt your future ministry. You know, you posting stuff like this. You know, we're trying to help you, brother. We let us help you and stuff. And I, I told him, I said, help me. I said, help me by telling me to fit in the box or something like that. I'm trying to remember because like we were just going back and forth. It really was just fully just arguments and stuff. It really was just arguments. So after that, I said, man, the post wasn't about you. Leave it alone. I lied. But here's the reason why. Now, be honest with you, I should never lied. It was wrong. I made up to it and I acknowledged it. And I texted them after. Because here's the thing. My girlfriend, I told her about what happened and she said, babe, that was your only chance. That was your chance to come out clean and tell the truth and tell how the way you truly feel, how the way you've been feeling for the past couple of months. Let me tell you, I like I said, I dreaded coming to church because I was afraid my ministry was going to be on the line again. I was afraid I, they were going to take it from me over a post, not doctrine, not 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 the King James, not not Baptist doctrine, not the fundamental of the faith, not Baptist distinctive, but because of my personal opinion and my personal biased opinion towards their opinion. So I feel like it's going to be hanged on my head again. So after that, I sent him a long text and I told him, I said, you know, I told him about how the way I feel and about some of the stuff he did throughout the months that all the stuff was going down. And throughout the months that all the stuff was going down, we were butting heads back and forth. Um, some of the stuff didn't have nothing to do to what led up now. But I told him how the way I felt and how the way we got into arguments and stuff like that. And I told him such and such this, such and such that. And so eventually, um, I said, I said, I'm, I said, I told him on, through text. I even have the text messages. I'm not going to put them on here, but I have the text messages. And I screenshot everything because, you know, I got to keep my receipts. You know, just in case somebody won't lie on me, I got to keep my receipts. And so I keep every single of my receipts. I'm letting y'all know I keep every single of my receipts. I'm going to say it again. I keep every single of my receipts. I keep every single of my receipts. So you got to try to lie on me. I got receipts. So don't sit here and try to beat around the bush about it. You lied on me. I got my receipts. So I screenshot everything, especially after the incident of what happened. You know, of course, I don't fully trust what happened. I don't fully don't trust them because of what they did. So after that, I sent him a long message of why I feel the way I feel. And I said, for goodness sake, I said, I'm scared of y'all. I said, I'm scared of y'all. I said, I'm scared because y'all hung ministry on my head. I said, I said I shouldn't have to come every Sunday dreading coming to church because I'm afraid y'all going to take ministry away from me if I say any controversial thing that has anything to do that I'm trying to shed light on that y'all going to take ministry away from me. And so he didn't respond back. And after that, I was praying and praying. I said, God, where do you want me? I said, I'm not happy here. I said, where do you want me to go? Oh, and to be honest with you, actually, throughout in that week, I messaged my former pastor. And uh, it was actually a Wednesday, I remember, because I messaged him. And I did accuse him. I did make assumptions. Now, my mom said assumptions make, uh, you know what, out of you and me. That's a military slang, you know. And so I assumed that he was kind of directing the message towards me about social media and stuff like that and how you shouldn't do it because I know this, that that 
that leadership, they talk amongst each other. They talk amongst each other. I don't care. Hey, look, I may not be there, but they talk amongst each other. So, I knew he, I felt like he was directing me. I assumed that he was directing it. He said, I looked, he said, you're looking through rose colored glasses and stuff like that, and you're making an assumption. And he said that you, he said, the last thing I'm gonna let you know, to make it clear, I do not use the pulpit to beat, uh, beat people uh, on the head or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, browbeat people, browbeat, browbeat people on the head and stuff. I, I feel like that's not right. So I said, okay, all right. I said, I understand. And so we left it like that. I said, well, thank you for your clarification. I said, thank you for your confirmation, something like that, I believe. And so after that, throughout that week, I just started praying because I, I felt like, no, because I even asked him about, can we talk about, because uh, when I made that comment, and I assume I said, I know that you know about what so, such and such said, uh, what I said about the post, what I com what I posted, and I know he told you and such, and he said, I don't know anything about the post. He said, talk to such and such, talk to the person that, you know, you got into it with. So after that, I decided to have a meeting with him and I was praying because I felt like in a way like I understand my former pastor is busy and stuff like that but I felt in a way like but oh, geez I can't even come to you about anything so like I felt some type of way like he didn't really care and to be honest with you after looking at everything now I know he don't care <laughs> but um, after that um, I just started praying I'm like oh, like I'm not happy here I haven't been happy here for a long time you know, I said, where do you want me to go? I felt like God just began to open up my eyes and started saying, like, you know, I started thinking about it, like, God, do you want me here? I don't think God will put you in a place where you're not happy and where you haven't been happy for years. I don't think God will keep you in a place where you're not growing spiritually. I don't think God will keep you in a place where you're not really getting anything from the word of God. Now, here's the thing. My former pastor, he preached from the Bible. He gives out truth and and so yeah but i felt at that time in my life i was so dreading coming to church i was not listening to the messages i was so my ears were just closed and i was just blocking it was just blocking everything and so i wasn't growing i wasn't growing spiritually and i wasn't growing as a christian so i felt it was best and i prayed about it and i got on my knees and i prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and that's when I decided I want to have a meeting with the guy that had a problem with my post from the beginning. And this is where it leads up to a month ago. So he, so I said, hey, I, was, I would like to have a meeting with you. He said, sure thing, brother. He said, how about 9.30? <laughs> <laughs> so we have a meeting around 9.30 and stuff like that. And I made up my mind after asking to have a meeting with him that I was going to leave my former church after 17 years. But I wanted to leave on good terms with them. So he said he would like to have me around 9.30 on a Saturday. <laughs> this is where it gets kind of messy. So I go up there, I make around nine, 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 <laughs> <laughs> around dog on nine thirty. 
And this is the first time I actually showed up on time. You know, I'm a guy that don't show up on time. I need to work on that. I will be honest. I do need to work on that. So I, <laughs> I show up on time around 9.30. And it's all right. 10 minutes to 15 minutes. I'm like, man, where he at? Like, what's taking so long? When the secretary walk out of the office, I said, hey, I said, where's where so-and-so at? And, oh, he in a meeting with with, with another person in there, another member, and and uh, he's in a meeting with uh, with James. I'm like, James? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> no, no, no. He didn't even, they, she didn't even think of me. She in a meeting with somebody. You know, no, I think she is. She, you in a meeting? She, he's in a meeting with James. I'm like, what are you? I said, James, tell me, yeah, no dog gonna beat it. Like, what in the world? Less than five minutes later, James busting through the door. Man, I'm tired of you. <laughs> he said, I'm out. I'm done. I, I said, your turn. <laughs> he said, I'm done. He said, man, these people tripping. <laughs> he left. And then he pipes up and said. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> okay. And then, and when Jane left, I'm like, I guess that means went well. <laughs> so I walk in there. I sit down. And I had peace of mind. And um, I sat down. I said, look. I said, I said, you know, I said, I'm scared of y'all. And the member that was there, he can actually clarify if you wanted to, which I don't believe he will. But I said, I'm scared of y'all. I said, ever since y'all hang ministry on my head, I'm scared of y'all. I said, every Sunday I had to come here and I dreaded coming to church because I was afraid I was going to lose my ministry. It's like I couldn't say anything or shed light on anything because y'all going to take it personal. And so I said, I said, when you take, um, when you hang, when you take preaching and when you take what I can say, and you take how I preach away, then I'm nothing. When you hang ministry on my head, I'm nothing. I said that. I said, I'm nothing. I said, preaching is my passion. I love preaching. Everybody that knows me personally, they know I love preaching. Now, I understand I haven't been preaching on social media for a while, but I love preaching. I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. I was called to preach before I ever got saved. So, then after that, I end up telling him, like, look, I think it's time for me to go after 17 years. I told him, I said, thank you for the 17 years. I said, thank you for telling me about Jesus 17 years ago. I said, thank you for, uh, I said, thank y'all for investing in my life after 17 years. I said, thank you for uh, I said, I said, also, I want you to tell my former pastor, thank you for uh, the 10 years of investing in my life. And I said that. I said, but I think it's time for me to go. I even talked about a couple things that I said on the social media in the past about Bible college and stuff like that. And I told him, I said, look, I said, I, I said, I said, I don't think that you should go to Bible college in order to be in ministry. But I said, I'm going to go to Bible college. Um, because I believe, you know, Bible college did help me a lot, a lot of ways. It has helped me to learn more about scripture and everything. Like Bible college, I ain't gonna lie, it helped a lot. It helped me grow and learn more about my Bible. I'm not gonna lie. I look, I know a lot more than what I did know before. It helped me how to study my Bible and how to rightly divide the word or two. So a lot of people have invested in my life there. I'm not diminishing that at all, not one bit. Not diminishing at all, not one bit. 
there are good people inside that church that has invested in my life. They took their time out and invested, and I thank them from the bottom of my heart. I do. I thank them from the bottom of my heart. They have invested in my life so much. So I felt, I told myself, I think it's time for me to go. And the member that was there at, the, at in that meeting hyped up and said, you know, um, um, well, he didn't pipe up and say anything. But he gave uh, the guy that led me to Christ who had a problem with my post, he gave me um, so a couple pointers and a couple of advice before I left. And they prayed. And um, they told me that, you know, the member who was praying, he said everything. He said, I pray that they can understand everything is funneled to the local church. And I do agree with that. Everything is funneled to the local church, especially if you want to be in ministry. You got to have a singing church that sent you out into ministry. I do agree with that 100%. That is biblical. Um, uh, so um, I did agree with that. And so we left off. Told him I love him. And he took at me and said, you know, me and my wife, we love you. We want and we and, and uh, we wish you the best and tell your girlfriend that we love her too and stuff like that. And so we left like that. We left off on good terms. And, you know, there was no problem. Left off on good terms. All right. This is where it gets messy. This is where it gets really messy. So when I got in the car and stuff like that, I called Jane because I'm wondering, like, what is this meeting about? Like, why did dude storm out and get mad? Mind you, I just talked to the leaving off on good terms, saying that like, I was scared. I'm scared of y'all, you know. I'm, you know, because y'all hang me and shit on my head. And so now I'm asking Jane. I called Jane the first time, and Jane said, "Man, I ain't trying to talk about it right now. I talk, I'll call you later, man." I did. Yeah, I hung up. Right he said, I'll call you later, man. He said, "Man, I don't, I don't got time to." Talk. So a couple hours, like an hour, two or three hours later. Called me and said, man. <laughs> and I only called him. We were hanging out that day. He said, he said, man. I said, I said, I said, what happened? He said, man, they, they, they tripping. And so I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna let James give his story of what happened. Go ahead. Well, for my story to kind of, for the end of my story to make sense, I gotta go back to four years ago four or five years ago when I got uh, banished, kicked out, exiled, pick whatever word you want to use there. Uh, when I got removed from my church the first time, uh, you know, I was feeling like Isaiah at that point. Uh, I, you know, I, I loved that church deeply. Uh, but at that point, all them years ago, I just... Didn't want to be at church. Didn't want to show up. Hated touching. I hated stepping foot on the property. At one point, it used to be my my my, my safe place. You know what I'm saying? I used to go there and just be happy. I used to go there and just just feel good. And then slowly, it became exact opposite. Uh, so at this point in time, me and my youth pastor have been not getting along for about a year and a half at that point maybe we had stretches of getting along stretches not getting along it was back and forth it, it was back and forth uh it's it basically came down to respect um i appreciate it um the way i was raised i was raised to give respect uh i was also raised to to demand my respect you know uh i give respect where it's due you know at my youth pastor you get the respect a 
just general respect as a person. I respect everybody. I don't really care. I respect you as a person. You, you get that base respect. You my youth pastor. You get extra respect for that. Um, but when you talk to me crazy, I, I ain't going to accept that. That's not going to be tolerated because I'm showing you respect. We talking to me crazy. So if you talk to me crazy, I'm talking to you crazy. And, and the, the baseball our, our problem always was. He would say something to me in a way that uh, just was disrespectful. So I pipe up and say something right back to with disrespect. Now, I, not even gonna lie. All these years now, I can look back and say, I shouldn't have done that. I knew no point for even reply to the man. Uh, especially in the way that I did. I replied disrespectful a lot of times. So sometimes it got personal. You know, uh, sometimes it got personal. He mentioned my mama one time, that didn't go well. That did not go well. That's all I'm gonna say. I ain't getting to that. But he mentioned my mama that no, don't don't talk about my mama. We don't do that. Don't don't you speak on my mama's name unless you giving her a compliment. Um But you know, it was just we got along, we didn't get along. It was every day was an iffy situation there. And then uh so they've been going on about a year and a half. It was actually uh, a conference we have at my former church every year. Uh it's a, it's a big conference, nice conference, good preaching, all that. And this was around the time the Kaepernick started kneeling and all that good old stuff. Um, so we were having like, it was like themed around America. You know, we love America, so on and so forth. At this point, I was with Isaiah uh, at his old apartment. It was about a 30, what, 30, 40 minute walk from his house to the church. Yeah. I had left late. Uh, me and one of my friends, we left the house late. So we got there late. When I walked in, at this point in time, the national anthem has been sung, but they're at the end of the anthem. When, when, when I walked in, they were saying, home of the brave. So I was ready to go up to the balcony, but before I did, I stopped and I tied my shoe. And then we, I went up. No, actually, I had to go to the balcony. I actually ended up sitting in the overflow room, so I actually didn't go to the balcony. Um... So after church, I'm just in the old floor room. I'm getting ready to go home. You know, good night preaching, teaching. I gotta head home. I gotta walk in. It's dark, so I'm ahead. I'm ahead to the house. Then my former pastor walks in and he he, he shuts the doors to the old floor room, and I'm like, oh, that's suspicious. Hold on, I, well, I, that made me a little uncomfortable. You know, then he just he just said, you know, he said he heard from somebody that they said that I was. Uh, I don't remember if he said I was I was kneeling or sitting down doing the anthem, something like that. And I'm just like, I mean, no, that's that's not true. I, I literally just walked in late. When I walked in, the anthem was basically over. I literally tied my shoe and went to the old floor room. And he was just like, you know, at this church, we stand for the anthem, blah, blah, blah. We don't kneel and this and that. And I'm just like, bro, what, what are you talking about? I, I, I literally, I was tying my shoe. The anthem was over. Like, bro, like... What do you like? Don't come at me like that. You know, he just kept saying, we stand at my church. You're going to be at my church. We're going to stand for the anthem. We're going to love America, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, I have no issue with that. At this point, I'm literally an ROTC. I'm commander of cadets. Like, I know I love this country just like you do. And then, you know, it just, he just stayed, he just stayed in my face, just grilling me about it. And now where I come from, you feel me? You don't, you don't step in nobody's face unless you want a problem. That, that's that, that's where I come from. You feel me? You, you step in somebody's face, you, you want the issue. You know, I, I was giving him his due respect as my pastor, but the longer he stayed in my face, the more upset I was getting. 
Because I'm like, now you you stepping out that pastor road and you step into that regular dude on side of the street road, like, hop up out my face. And so we kept going back and forth because at this point now, I'm like, first of all, bro, I agree with you. You feel me? I agree. Like, yes, I stand for the anthem. And then I'm just like, but if somebody choose not to, I understand. You feel me? Like, I know people who are in the grave right now in police brutality. So you best believe I feel type way about that. And you know, it's not doctrinal. What you're trying to yell at me about and get on my case about has nothing to do with the Bible whatsoever. You trying to argue me about political opinions. I I don't come to you with political opinions. I come here to, to, to learn the word. Your political opinion, I couldn't care less about. It don't matter to me. And so I stormed out. Probably shouldn't have. Well, I, I stormed out big time. I, I was broke that door. I stormed out, man. I was hot. Like I said, where I'm from, bro, you don't step in a man's face that you want a problem. He was in my face. So I was hot. I I, I came out that bad boy like a like a bull out the gate of the rodeo, boy. I was ready to cause damage. Uh, and you know, then I was just hot. So I'm just walking out. I'm gone. Like I'm about to walk home. I'm actually leaving. Walk out the walk out the parking lot, and he's walking behind me, talking. I don't remember what he was saying, but he's walking behind me, still yapping about whatever he was talking about. And you know, that strike too. Where I'm from, if I if my back is turned to you, don't be behind me because I don't know what you got playing. Cause you been in my face. Now you behind me. So now you feel me. I didn't shut off that switch. You my pastor, cause now, now I don't, I don't feel what you got going on. I feel a little. I don't feel safe no more. But I don't feel safe. I do what I got to do to protect myself. So then I'm walking away. I'm I'm literally telling them, hey bro, stop following me. Stop following me. I'm trying to get up out of here. Stop following me. And he kept talking. Don't know what he said. It made me turn around. So now he he behind me. I'm walking towards him. Now we arguing again. And I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I don't remember everything was said, but I know I cussed that man out a lot. So I ain't proud of it. Cause I yeah. and, and be honest with you, I was I remember that because I went in, I walked outside and I saw and I walked back in because I'm I'm not getting into that. <laughs> I'm not getting into that mess. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, continue. So yeah, and I just remember I was so heated because a like I said, you already. You didn't. You rubbed me the wrong way from very from the very beginning. You disrespected me. You still up in my face. You already. That's my first strike. Now you following behind me. Not. We don't do that, bro. Like where I'm from. That's how you end up dead, bro. Like somebody walking behind you. They trying to hurt you, bro. So I, I don't feel that. You feel me? And so. Like I said, I cussed the man. Now, I shouldn't have done that. It ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about that. That's a man of God. I should have should try to help my tongue a little more, yeah. but that ain't what happened. I didn't hold my tongue. I, I let it loose. Uh, and then I, I don't remember, like I said, I don't remember anything that was said. This was years ago. But I remember at one point, it was we were standing by, we got some in some lounge at the church. We were standing over there. It was me, him, and like a circle of like staff members and ushers and stuff. And from. That's another thing. Now I really feel unsafe. You got me surrounded. And like I said, <laughs> and like I said earlier, when I feel unsafe, we got a problem on our hands. So this whole time, you know, he's still going on what he's talking about. In my mind, I, I'm listening to what he's saying, getting upset about it. But also, other part of my mind, I'm thinking about, all right, they got me surrounded. If they try to pull some. Who I'm going after first? You feel me? Like that's where my mind was. I, I don't, don't, I don't like feeling unsafe. 
But ultimately, I finally was able to, to get control of my emotions, calm myself down. I apologized to him right then and there. I apologized to him in his truck. He actually took me and Isaiah home also. He took me and Isaiah to the house. So I apologized to him right then and there. Then I was like, Jane, man, you shouldn't have done that. You should not be going to do that. you, you know better. You, you know better, James. I, I'm disappointed. Now <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you remember because like, I, I, I was upset because like now me and Jane, we grew up differently. Now my mother and his mom are like the same, but um, the culture that he grew up in was just yeah. more in the hood. I grew up more in a culture that's more. Um, Bougie, <laughs> more, uh, more in a way that my mother has caught me. You know, just respect adults. You know, uh, you know, and if you have a problem with them, talk to them in private. That's that's how she raised me.